0: Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Jessica back at it again with my team doing another plug in episode and today we have the immaculate Mariah Little here to preach a word I feel like a lot of people need especially in these times right now. So I just want to give it up give a round of applause for my girl my big the queen (laughs) she's here she's live Mariah Little.
1: Thank you for that intro. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> know. I'm going to I'm gonna have to have you narrate everything I do in life now. If it's going to be like that. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, y'all. What's up? It's Mariah. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this topic today because I think now is a really, really, really good time to touch on um, the stuff that I'm about to bring into the room. So I want to talk about handling grief and our emotions. Um, specifically with all that's going on in the world right now, we have coronavirus, we have police brutality, we have neighborhood killings and, and, and crimes and stuff like that, um, which seem to be at an all-time high with all of that's going on in the world. Um, and then, you know, deaths of friends and family all within that realm. I just wanted to take a moment to talk about how we personally deal with our emotions and grief and how, suci- how society expects us to do that. And how the two don't always correlate. Um, so I wanna start by you know announcing, then denouncing the stigma um that showing your emotions is a sign of weakness. And I, I just I really don't agree with that. I am a very emotive person. I'll speak for myself. I'm a very emotive person, and I, I cry when I'm sad, I cry when I'm happy, I, I just I like to show my emotions because honestly. You can't really tell what's going on unless it's there physically, right? I, maybe not for all people, but I know, at least for an example, as an actress, right? If you're on a stage, because we're all actors here, um, if you're on a mm-hmm. stage, at least my, di- my directors in the past have always told me, you need to act like you're trying to talk to the person in the furthest row. And mm-hmm. the way that you do that is with your physicality and your body. You, no one's going to know your emotions unless it's shown, right? Right. Unless it's, it's whether it's your, your tears, whether it's your, the way you hold your body, that's how people register what's going on in your life and your body. And the fact that someone thought so highly of themselves to say that doing that, doing a, a natural body response shows a sign of weakness, I think is not okay. And specifically in our culture and our like society. We have, you know, other stigmas underneath that umbrella that like men have to be strong so they can't cry. They can't show their emotions or women are too delicate or too emotional. So they have to like pull it in and have to like not be as emotional all the time. And now that kind of takes away from the times where they need to express it. They need to like let that out. It takes that away from them. And now they have to keep that all bottled in, which also isn't good. And I just want to say that grieving does not make you weak. Showing your emotions does not make you weak. It's a natural emotion felt by every human. I don't think God would give us the ability to openly do that if it wasn't acceptable. If it wasn't okay. Whatever society deems as okay, you know? So, um, I I want to shake the table a little bit. And I want to jump right into it. Um, I think the other uh, the other notion that needs to be denounced is... People saying that you don't need therapy. You just need to pray. You need both. In my humble opinion, I'm no pastor. I'm no teacher. I'm no therapist. But I can say from my experience, you need both, you know, as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. And you need to talk to someone on this land, on this earth, and whatever problems can't be solved by that other person, take it to God. Amen. Right? So the... the therapy should not be frowned upon and i know that it is specifically in black culture as as african americans as black people because th- that's what we are we're black um we get told all the time that therapy is not we don't need therapy we're wasting our money we're wasting our time we just need to pray Therapy will bring you out of the hard times. It's a temporary fix, right? You go to therapy about what maybe once a week, maybe twice a week for about an hour, two hours at a time. It's a temporary fix. It gets you out of the dumps at that moment. But mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your physical being. Yeah. If you wanna if you wanna get through it and you wanna make your way out of it that way, you have to turn to God. And that's how mm-hmm. the two are correlated. They work hand in hand, right? They work yeah. in tandem. And you know praying may not be for everybody in this present moment. But my my prayer, my hope is that maybe through this podcast, maybe through whatever your spiritual walk is, that you find the ability to pray. And you don't have to do this long, drawn-out prayer if that's not what you're into right now. It can be a conversation, but you need to talk to someone of a higher power um, to get through that process. And again, I want to emphasize the, the difference between getting out, just like getting out of it, and working through it to make sure that you don't go back into it. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Uh, I want to look at First Peter, uh, chapter 5, verse 8 through 11. And, it's, and this is the Message Bible translation, so it's really, you know, right to the point. It says, Keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only one that's plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world, so keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. Um, and I, I just thought this was very powerful. I, I, had a whole, <laughs> I had a whole lesson plan or whatever you want to call it ready for today. And over the course of the last 24 hours, I, I found it in my heart to change it to talk about this based on personal experiences so um i want to kind of break that down a little bit like sentence by sentence right so keep a cool head stay alert the devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping in this context when we talk about grief and and emotions the devil wants to see you down and he wants to keep you down right it's it's how we get out of that that you know makes the story makes that like amazing point in our lives that we get to talk about in the future, right? It's how we get out of Mm. these moments. So the Bible tells us to keep our guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times, right? So going back to talking to someone, expressing that to to other people, to, you know, there's someone who's also dealing with that as well. And you help each other, you know? You give them the the shirt off your back, they give you the shirt off their back kind of thing. Like, it's kind of 50-50. And especially as Christians, the Bible also says that we carry each other's burdens. I don't know exactly where, okay. the, where, the, where the verse is, but that's our duty as Christians. We have to keep each other lifted up through the happy times and the hard times, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it says it's the same with Christians all over the world. So there's your proof. I did pull that out of thin air. It's right there in the, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next part is, so keep a firm grip on faith. Suffering won't last forever. And I, as hard as it is to accept and hear that, Hard times are not forever. You have to remember weeping indoors for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It, it, you take, take what you can get from the dark times and, and build your life out, out of that. Come out of that stronger than you went into it. Learn something from, like Tyra Banks said, learn something from this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> learn something from this right god has the last say so uh, no matter what you feel no matter what's going on in your head no matter how many questions that you have revolving because it happens i'm not saying it doesn't happen and i'm not saying it's bad i'm saying what you get out of it what you take out of it is what's going to bring you to your victory and knowing that knowing and understanding that you're not going through this alone whether it be with other humans Mm -hmm. but most importantly with god
2: Mm -hmm. you're
1: going to make it through right so um I, the, the main point that I've kind of pulled from this was grieving has a purpose. And another scripture, Ecclesiastes 7 and 2, I got the chapter this time, 7 and 2, mm. <laughs> says, it's better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting. For that day of death is the end of every man. And the living will take it to heart and solemnly ponder its meaning. So, again, what do you take from each situation? I'm a big believer that within every situation in life, whether it's grieving, whether it's, you know, anything, I won't even put a cap on it. You either you, you learn what to do or you learn what not to do. But you're always learning something. You always have a takeaway from each situation. It affects you so that when that that situation happens again, you know how to maneuver it. Right. So what are you going to do? in the case of death, right? If you lose a loved one, if you lose a friend or something like that, how does their their death or their life, really, not even their death, how does their life and the life that they live inspire you to keep going? What do you take from, because it's so easy to dwell on the death and be upset that they're not here anymore. And, you know, all of those feelings are absolutely very valid. But I just, I would really like to urge the idea of thinking about their life and all they had to offer and what they bring, what they brought to the table. And how you can manifest that in your life and bring that forward and continue living that legacy, what it is, right? And I know a lot of um, the viewers happen to be our friends, so they're very involved with theater. So I'll put it in a context that is understandable, that isn't just the Bible. So everyone at this point, I'm sure, has seen Hamilton, whether it's on the stage or on Disney Plus now, right? So yeah. Okay, well oh, oh no. Okay, well, oh, okay, yeah. First of all <laughs> Yo, oh, <whoa. laughs> First of all, it's history, right? So it's history. So if you if you ain't watching you, you know about it, right? I
3: basically watched it, listening to it twenty times. Right.
1: Okay, so spoiler alert, this happened in the eighteen hundred, so Hamilton's dead.
2: <gasps> oh my god. Why Hamilton's would you dead? say that? <laughs>
1: I was going to watch it in two days. I didn't know who to make it like. was.
3: And Aaron Burr killed him.
1: Period, right? <laughs> Hamilton's dead, right? I won't get into detail because watch the movie. I won't spoil anything. But what what I will say is the last song of the show is called Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story, which is a, a line that is repeated. Uh, who's It's first brought to the stage by George Washington but it's repeated a couple of times. And at the end we hear Eliza, his wife speak on that. And she kind of talks about how with his life, all the life that he's lived and all the life that of him, that she knows of, she uses that to guide her life up until the moment that she dies. She carries on his legacy. She opens up orphanages. She does this, she does that, you know, I won't, again, won't get into it. Listen to the song, watch the movie. Um, but it's the same concept you know she she could sit and and grieve for years to come but she decides to use what she can of his life to carry on that legacy and to repurpose her life really and repurpose his cuz he was mean he was mean and i think something to point out and again i don't want to i don't want to spoil it too much but in one of the songs, she, she says, um, I'm erasing myself from the narrative, or I'm taking myself away from the narrative, mm-hmm. something like that, right? Mm-hmm. She takes herself out of his story um, for the purpose that will be revealed when you watch it. Um, but in this song, in the song at the end of the show, she has a flip on the words, and she says she's placing herself back into the narrative. You know, it's that, it's that topic of forgiveness that we talked about a few weeks ago. She's, she's forgiving him for what he, do- what he has done to her in order to carry out that legacy with love in her heart again so easy to dwell on the past and you know fault him for all his wrongs and discredit all that he had done for his country the point of the matter is he did stuff for his country and he he's brought his country to success even though he's hurt people along the way but eliza puts that aside and decides to carry out his legacy out of the love in her heart and i just wanted to relate that back to the the uh, scripture that we just read you know what, how do you repurpose your life after grieving? How, what do you do to make sure that whatever you're grieving for, whatever you are you know, having that emotional experience for, how you can turn the negative into a positive? What can you gain from that? And what can you carry on for the rest of your life and you know, affect others with it? positively, of course? So I just thought all of that was really interesting. And of course, it's mumble jumble. So obviously, I'm going to open up. The floor to to have anyone comment and bring in what they want concerning this topic but it's just it's a lot of again i wrote this at like two o'clock in the morning so forgive me but <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of things that are tied into the idea of grieving and i just again to tie back to the very first thing i said i think it's really sad and foolish to say that grieving is a sign of weakness because Carrying on someone's legacy or, or, again, taking out what you can from the moment of grieving is not something a weak person can do. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a level of strength that you have to have to, you know, decide that you're, you're done, done, you know, for lack of a better term, grieving, and you are ready to carry on that mantle for the rest of your life. That, I don't think weak people can do that. So, I don't know. What do you guys think?
3: I think it's important to recognize that if we go off of our own strength, we are indeed weak. Um, And so there's there's also this false strength that is very much, um, false sense of strength, (laughs) and people might be offended. I'm so sorry, but I need to tell you the truth. There might be this false sense of strength that our society um or for lack of or lack of a better word actually the the hegemonic really puts on people like just in the idea that like for example um alexander hamilton's um life the character that was then created for the broadway show there's this like sense of like strength that she finds from thin air. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem. I think the problem is that people don't know exactly where to find strength. And so they're like looking at all these things they see on TV or they see in film or they see in Broadway shows or whatever the case may be. And they're like, oh, this person found strength. Let me try and grasp for that somehow. And then it doesn't work. Why Mm -hmm. doesn't it work? And it kind of just goes back to like what you were saying about mental health and prayer. And like, just want to reiterate prayer cannot, prayer does not mitigate mental health and mental health does not mitigate prayer. Prayer does not lessen the value of mental health. Mental health does not lessen the value of prayer, but who are you praying to? And I think a lot of times, um, I know for me personally, when I'm talking to people about prayer, I want to be very politically correct, you know? I want to, like, be like, oh, no, just pray. And, like, (laughs) but I know who it is who can actually help you, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I know that the God that died for you, even though you don't even know him, even Mm -hmm. though you may not even like him right now, and rose again for you, even though you still might not like him right Mm now, is the one that can take away your sorrow and your pain, right? Mm. And so it's so funny you talked about this, Mariah, because literally like a couple days ago in another meeting with um, some friends I'm working on, working on something with, we were talking about adding the idea of mental health and prayer yeah. in, our, in our idea. And just, you know, the Holy Spirit definitely just revealed to me that like a lot of people that really like mental health really love therapy it becomes a crutch for them mm-hmm. they become dependent on it and yeah that's not good i know you're probably like oh what's wrong with that yeah. it's not good because now you're depending on a person and mm-hmm. a person cannot give you what you're looking for
2: yeah
3: when you have um it's good to go and get therapy mm-hmm. but a lot of times people that don't have a relationship with god or don't know him for themselves, a lot of time therapy becomes this place where they're constantly going. And it now becomes this sort of cycle of, Mm. I break down, let me run back up and let me go to my therapist. I break down again, let me run back up and go to my therapist, When really it should be I broke down. Let me run back to my therapist and then let me run to God. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly moving upward. If you're constantly just moving horizontally, you're going to keep running horizontally. You got to eventually go vertically. You got to eventually take care of it spiritually Mm -hmm. because everything that we're dealing with, it's not just physical. And so a lot of times people that don't know God get really stuck in this place of, I need to go to therapy. I need to go to therapy. And it becomes this very dependent and very... Um, honestly, sometimes it can be a little toxic, too, because now you're dealing with a person. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that person anything. You would be like, yeah, I definitely didn't do that the other day. But they're a person. They don't know if you did or not, so then you can now affect the therapy and everything. Whereas, you tell them that to God, he's looking at you like, okay, I know what you did, but okay. I'll wait for you to stop lying to me. Right? Right. <laughs> On the other hand, now, Christians that do know God and do have a relationship with God, sometimes... Now, hear me, and I'm I'm reiterating what Mariah said because I don't want anybody to think that (laughs) Mariah said that too much prayer is OD. Let's just (laughs) cut that out, okay? Prayer is never too much, never overdone. Prayer is literally the answer to every issue we have, right? And what she was saying, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mariah, but prayer is very important but a lot of times christians go to prayer but they don't even really know the issue because Mm -hmm. they haven't gone to a specialist that specializes in pointing out the issue yeah Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what we're saying is that yes praying is very important but therapists they're specialized in really identifying what the issue is. So if you do not know the issue, what are you praying for? Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. What are you praying for? And so that's why it's very important to have therapy and prayer come together. If you don't know God, making sure that you're going to therapy. If you're already going to therapy, continue to go to therapy, but try just talking to God. I know we've said it multiple times. Like literally he hears you. Mm -hmm. Right, he's God, he's the ultimate. Even if you don't have a personal relationship, if you just speak to him and say, God, Lord, I don't even know you, listen. But but they said (laughs) I'm plugging that I can talk to you right now, so that's (laughs) what I'm doing right now. Right, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I just need help. And you'll see that now, you um, I'm not gonna talk too much, but I'm gonna find the verse while everybody else speaks, but um that he gives divine peace. There's a difference between peace and divine peace. And so therapy can offer a sense of peace, Mm -hmm. a sense of, a sense of healing, a sense of comfort, a sense. Notice I'm saying a sense, Mm -hmm. but prayer, the Holy spirit. That is the only thing that can really give you divine peace, everlasting peace. And that's why Mariah truly can sit here today right now and 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 talk about this, right? You know, and, and, and still talk about it in strength, no matter what she's going through right now. Right? Mm. Because I'm just so sick of you know people making it seem as though um you grasp strength out of thin air, you cannot. It's so hard. And I think that's what makes it really hard. And so just the fact that Mariah, who does have a relationship with that, who is, who is versed in understanding mental health can now speak to you in strength, even though she's going through something right now, right? And so that's the whole point.
1: Yeah, that you hit the nail on the head a couple times. And it was in the ground. <laughs> on, <laughs> on the, the wall. <laughs> It's true. It's just kind of like what I was saying before, just to sum it up, therapy can bring you out, but God will bring you through. Just because you're out of it doesn't mean that it's solved. And it's good for the moment, but you find yourself falling right back into it. You keep going back to therapy, try to get out of it again, and you become dependent on it. Just like Nicole said, God is going to get you through that and help you so that you don't have to fall back into that thought pattern, into that, that grieving state. That's how you really get out of it. So, thank you for expounding on that. And set you free. He sets you
3: free.
0: Love, love,
1: love, love,
3: love. love.
0: (sighs) Everybody said, everybody, I just can't, everybody just said so many wonderful things. I agree with everything that was just said. Let me make that clear, clear and clear. (laughs) I agree with everything that was just said. But, uh, there's no but. I want to add to it. So, and, I want to add to it by saying, like, I I don't know if anybody else has experiences, but you ever be, like, hurt and then you go to your friend because you feel like, oh, I just need a vent. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. they are going to work. I just need a vent. Because <laughs> I, a- I just feel like, oh, I was in class. And I just felt like, B-b-b-, said, and then and this happened and that happened and that happened. But really, <laughs> do you ever feel like after that that you feel better? Be honest.
1: Be yeah. honest. For real? No. So here's the thing. For me. because nah, I, I was. Better. Well, here's the thing. It depends on the situation. Uh-oh. It depends on the situation for me okay, because yeah, yeah, if it's let something me, as like that. something mm-hmm. as trivial as like boy problems or something like that that like I can talk to a friend to and just get it off my chest. I'm not grieving about it, but it's affecting me to the point where I become emotional about it. I can mm-hmm. talk to a friend about that and, you know, be okay with that. But if it's something that is like really damaging to my psyche, really damaging to my soul, my friend doesn't have a degree in mental health probably. Most yeah. likely they don't, right? So <laughs> I, that's when I go see a therapist, right? That's when I go to get to seek professional help. And then when that's not enough or when I find myself falling back into the trap of feeling down on myself, it's not that I go back to therapy. It's not that I go back to my friend. It's I turn that over to God. And if I hadn't been praying before, I'm definitely praying now.
0: I want to add to that by saying yes and. <laughs> I, I feel mm. Like, mm. For me, what I meant, like, yeah, okay, I feel a little released. The thing is with talking to a therapist or talking to friends, there's linger. Like mm. Nicole said, there's no pee. There's linger. You ever talk to, you, yeah. you know, so you're talking to whoever, oh, mm-hmm. somebody hurt me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and your friend is like, yo, that's crazy, whatever. It. And then after that, <laughs> it's just kind of like, you still feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just still thinking about it in your day. You know, you're still bogged on it. People are trying to talk to you about different things. And you can't even focus on the other things that are going on in your day because you're still thinking about boo to That happened at 9 a.m. Meanwhile, it's about to be 7 p.m., and it's, it's just still on your mind. And, of course, different situations like call for different circumstances. Of course, I definitely agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to add by saying, like, yo, if you really feel like you want to get something off your chest for me, you could talk to people like, who. Cool, but God is the only one that's really going to take the linger out of it. me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the linger that gets me. I can't stand linger. I want to eat and be done. I don't want <laughs> nothing left on my plate. Right? A, so yeah. for me, I just kind of feel like, but I don't know, it just can relate to other people. like.
1: No, uh, it's valid. It's so valid.
2: You're not yeah. wrong at all. I don't know how Gabriella feels on it. I just want to... Be- no, I completely agree with that. And I wanted to share a verse, actually. Um, Proverbs 20, verse 5 says, the... Purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. So what I get from that is that going to a therapist, speaking with them, right? They can draw out that which is deep, you know, in my heart, but it doesn't say anything about the lingering. Right. The purpose of speaking to them is just so that that can be drawn out and we can now address it and find ways to deal with it and cope with it. Mm-hmm. But I actually um, had a teacher once who said it's good to cope, but eventually you have to go beyond the coping and live. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think eventually you have to go beyond just talking about it and finding ways to cope with what you're dealing with and work, like, truly overcome it. And, right, I think we we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That's hey. what the Bible says. And so that tells me, you know, I... I can do all of these things that can help my mental health and they can help me get by day by day. And I'm speaking from personal experience mm-hmm. now, because I've done this and I've mm-hmm. you know, just walked through every day and I've made it through day by day. But on the days where I truly decided, you know what, I'm gonna talk to God because I can't I can't do this on my own yeah. anymore. I can't do this with the advice that I'm getting from my friends. I can't even do this with solely the advice or you know realizations that I had when speaking to my therapist mm-hmm. the only way I'm going to get the peace that I need and the strength that I need to overcome this is through the power of Christ yeah so
0: that is so correct and I saw, I have so many thoughts uh, that's really the Holy Spirit but just to add to that um sometimes I feel like when I'm venting too I don't know if anybody else feels this you're just kind of going in circles mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. just kind of like okay, you tell the story of, like, what happened, why you're hurt, right? Or why why you're in this grieving stage, what happened, whatever. And mm-hmm. then you kind of feel like, oh, I feel this pain, I feel this pain, I feel this pain, and then it goes right back to the story, repeating mm-hmm. the story. I feel this pain, I feel this pain, but it's like, it's like you're just stating it different the same thing but just a different pain. It's just kind of like when you go to God you're not going in circles. He knows what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. you can pray you can restate it to God or whatever but God knows what you're talking about. Yeah. When you're talking to you know if you like if somebody was talking to me and they were saying things in circles but saying it different ways I uh, I wouldn't know what to pray I don't know what to say. I don't know how to pray for you because I can't identify what you're struggling with. Right. And to, just to speak to myself, I am not a uh, connoisseur, right? So, okay. like, I don't, like, right, SAT like words. So, so, I don't really know, like, you know, when I pray, what does that mean? like, God touch my heart. Huh? What does that mean? I'm not, okay, dang. <laughs> I am not, like, not everybody
3: took the SAT. Oh, oh, oh,
0: do you want to know what SAT means?
3: No, I wouldn't have to a It's
0: like yeah. somebody that like who's very knowledgeable on a certain subject, somebody you go to for certain subjects that you know that know what they talk about.
3: There um, you go, y'all. That's your SAT word. You better get a, a sixteen hundred <laughs> you like, you on your SAT.
0: <laughs> um but I uh, yeah, I really just wanna say that like everything through Christ, man. Everything yeah. through Christ. Period. Yeah. And, and that's real yeah and that goes with a lot of things, like if even if we can drive this back to the grieving thing, like um i if we're getting serious, the only time I think I've ever really dealt with death was when my great grandmother died, and um when she did, like I, I was I was young, I think I was like 10, and um, when I went to her funeral, like, I was so confused. I didn't know what death was at the time, but I just remembered that this lady that used to c- cook grits for me and cook the sausage mm. and the eggs with the cheese, the lady that used to make sure I had enough blankets, who I used to play word puzzles with because she loved the crossword puzzles. All I knew was that that was no more. That's all mm. I knew. Mm. So, so, like, going there, you know, I, I also like praying was very new for me. You know, the clo- put your hands, close your eyes by your head, and just be like, God, help me. God, protect me in Jesus name. It was very like simple simple stuff. So I grieving, I don't know. I definitely knew to turn to God to to get that linger out, but at the same time it was hard to identify. Like if somebody came up when people started coming up to me after the funeral and they were like, "Oh, are you okay?" I was like, "I I don't know." Mm-hmm. Cuz I I don't know what that feeling is. I like for some for something to just stop like that. It's just like, it It doesn't click. To this day, it still doesn't click with me. I think the only so time, true. and this is crazy, but this is true. This I think this is my truth. The only time I've ever really properly grieved, I get properly in the sense of culture, how culture defines grieving. The only time I've ever done that was when I saw George Floyd's murder. Like, that was the time where I was like whoa like it it was it was really like uh like the the emotions that mariah was talking about before it was like everything just kind of like came down or whatever like Mm -hmm. i was not myself for like a week or two weeks you know all the emotions came in but as i prayed on it hallelujah thank you god that's when the holy spirit started coming to me he was like yo like his death may not his death may be something that you know is is seen as tragic Mm -hmm. but at the same time it started something beautiful it started a work like god was working through that tragedy through the devil's work and he's (sighs) creating something that is going to be bigger than what we can even think what we can Mm -hmm. even start to think so it was definitely that's what they definitely gave me the Um, the peace that I needed that Nicole was talking about earlier and just like the, the strength that I needed to uh, get together with um, a group of friends to do the cabaret that the school did to talk about different situations. Like the one in my high school gave me the strength to do the protest, gave me the strength to write the, uh, to write the signs, it gave me the strength to quit my job that didn't support me and didn't support the black lives matter movement. The prayer is what did that. It wasn't, it wasn't really just like the, the, Emotions itself, and when I Mm -hmm. talked to other people, of course they gave me that support. But what really gave me the strength and the peace to like make the make God's purpose come to life for me was definitely through prayer and just being like, God, how do you want me to do this? Like, Mm -hmm. what 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 does this mean? What are you calling me to do? I'm asking. I'm asking for clarity. I'm asking for peace. I'm asking for strength, and I'm asking for guidance.
3: I want to give this analogy. You think about the cross. There's a vertical part and there's a horizontal part. Jesus was stretched far and wide on the cross. His hands were nailed to the ends of the cross. This isn't a cute little wooden cross. This is a cross to actually purposely look it up. Look up a real Crucifying cross that they used back in the day because Huge. many people were crucified. It wasn't just;
1: mm-hmm. um,
3: it was it was normal practice to crucify someone. Um, basically, that was really like that was like pre-death penalty. That was their death penalty. So they Jesus was stretched out far and wide on the cross horizontally, right? and so when you think about the cross and you think about the vertical part and the horizontal part the horizontal part represents the earth and represents the issues that we deal with on this earth and represents the things that we go through on the earth right mm-hmm. and the vertical part when you think about it is god is god really com- is god really communicating with us the, the vertical Part is God communicating with us. What am I trying to say? Let me get to my point. My point is a lot of times we as individuals think that we can handle all of our issues on our own. And now you may be saying, no, no, Jessica just said, like, it's okay to go to your friend. I go to my friend. I go to my therapist. I have a therapist. I have a counselor. A counselor. And, and that exactly, yes. Remember the horizontal part is everything we deal with on the earth right and so now you're stretching yourself far and wide but there's only so far you can go before you break and so a lot Mm. of times we're stretching ourselves horizontally and and just to give a visual I'm holding my arms up and stretching it wide like um stretching it horizontally very wide like I'm trying to like stretch my arms um and elongate them excuse me and so a lot of times we think that we have the strength and um or or other people have the strength to do this right but eventually we do break because we were not created to do that we were not created to actually lay out on a cross like this Mm -hmm. and actually deal with all our problems and so our arms get tired right now if you just if you could just right now just put your arms out like you're like in the sign of a cross and just stretch your hand out as far as you can you're trying to get to that other issue you Mm -hmm. got that boy problem or you got that girl problem that person is bothering you or your 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 parents are being really annoying at this moment right now, but of course for good reason. We love our parents, anyways. But then also, <laughs> but but then also, you're stretching because you're dealing with this issue. Booty di boob happened at nine thirty, like Jessica said, and you spoke to booty da and not booty do, and so now there's a whole bunch of drama. You keep stretching your arms out. My arms are killing me right now. I don't know anybody else's arms are hurting them. Yeah. Beginning to hurt. Yeah. Beginning to feel sore. Mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. the point. And so now, put your arm up over your head and release that. Do you see how immediately Ooh. there's release? Mm-hmm. And so when you go vertically, when you release all that stuff vertically to God, that's exactly what happens. All that pain is released and goes up to Him. I wish you guys could see us right now. We're like right. <laughs> right um, I hope y'all were able to understand what we were trying to, you know, say and the image you are trying to get. But basically what I'm trying to say is Jesus did all of that stretching for you. Yeah. He was yeah. on that cross for dumb long. And he wasn't like, he didn't just die on the cross immediately. He was put there. It took right. hours for him to die, which means that he was going through all your pain, all your torture, all your suffering, all your heartbreak, every, all your grief, all of that. He was stretched out for you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be stretched out. Mm-hmm. My arms are still hurting right now. Yeah. But that's because <laughs> we were not created to actually have to stretch ourselves so wide. Mm-hmm. Because then you begin to stretch yourselves. What is the saying? Stretch yourself so thin?
1: Mm-hmm. What is it saying? I guess that's Wearing yourself saying, thin. Like, oh, yeah, yeah something like mm-hmm.
3: that. Right. So I just wanted to read Philippians 4 Um, because I love it, and I already had it highlighted. Um, Philippians 4, verse 6. Philippians chapter 4,
0: verse 6. Amen.
3: Okay. It says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance, every situation, by prayer and petition, with... With thanksgiving, what does that mean? With a thankful heart, with a heart of gratitude, mm-hmm. continue to make your specific requests known to God. Yeah. Right? And so a lot of people are like, okay, I don't see anywhere where it says therapy in there. But remember, you have to know what those know. specific requests right. are. Yep. And the only way you can know that is if you go to a therapist who specialized in identifying specific things mm-hmm. for you to then pray about it.
1: Yeah.
3: Because like Jessica said, and we all kind of said, it becomes this, this you, be, you, you fall into this state of just lingering yeah, and going in circles or going, I like to use the analogy of the horizontal. I love that. Where you're yeah. just stretching yourself
1: mm-hmm. and you're
3: like, why are my arms hurting? you're you're looking for healing but your arm still hurts um so yeah let that go let that go
1: i and i also wanted just to, to stress that like we don't come on these, on these podcasts to tell you what's right and what's wrong. We tell you mm. what our experiences are and how we're going through them, how we're growing through them. Yeah. So I don't want you to come. I don't want you to think that I started this podcast saying this, 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 and this, and like, that's my only idea or vice versa for any other any others the ladies on here. But this is really a place that we can all learn together. We're all learning as we're talking right now. In this hour, I've learned so much that I didn't come into this hour knowing. So I, I really want to stress that to our viewers that like you can change your mind. You can have different opinions about things in the course of an hour. Cause I certainly do. I mean, that's what we're here for. We, that's what the purpose of plugging in is to get that light, to get that understanding and to work towards having that and keeping that in your heart. So, yeah.
3: So before we close, um, I just want to take the time to introduce you to prayer if you have never prayed before. (sighs) Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for teaching us during this moment. I thank you for all the people listening right now that are dealing with grief or dealing with their own personal issues or personal struggles or personal trials, but as we spoke, oh God, so clearly about because of you, I, I thank you, O oh Lord, that you bring us through those trials. And so mm-hmm. I pray, oh Lord, Father God, that everyone listening, O oh Lord, that they not only value mental health and, and value therapy and value seeking help, but also value seeking the ultimate help, which is from you, which is through prayer, yes. as your word says in Philippians and so i thank you almighty god lord that the person listening right now that feels like there's no way out or feels like um all their friends that they're talking to are great and mean well but there's something in them that continues to make them feel as though they're not satisfied Lord, just pour your spirit out upon the person listening right now who feels helpless who feels hopeless and I pray, O oh Lord, that as we're praying for them, O oh Lord, that they will now grow in desire to pray and just talk to you. Because that's all I'm doing. I'm just talking to you. And that's all prayer is, just talking mm-hmm. to you. And as we talked about being born again, O oh Lord, and having a relationship and fully putting our arms up over our head and just letting go and releasing, Father God, oh, that everyone listening, Christian or non-Christian or whatever they may believe, that they try and just let go and let you be God, and just put their arms over their head, and allow you, as you did 2,020 years ago, when you stretched your arms out wide for us, that they mm-hmm. will recognize that because you already did it on the cross for us, we are set free, and we do yeah. not have to do any of those things. We do not have to stretch ourselves within. We can truly just go to you. And so I thank yes. you that everyone on this, so Lord, will now begin to start lifting their hands up over their heads and just reaching out to you and just calling out to you. And also, thank you, Lord, that people are also going to value mental health if they've never valued it before and value seeking therapy, but also just value your therapy, the ultimate therapy, one that heals and sets people free. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Wow. God bless. I just want to say thank you so much for plugging into today's episode because that was just jam-packed, full of important, imperative, wonderful experiences, information, resources. It's just beautiful. So just, I want to first of all just say thank you for everybody. Thank you, Mariah, for leading this conversation. I appreciate you so much, yeah. and I appreciate everybody that's in this group. And guess what we'll be right back here again plugging in with you next wednesday at the same time at 12. so don't forget to follow us on instagram hello and facebook at plug in light no spaces no nothing subscribe to our youtube channel at plug in light and if you have any questions prayer requests testimonies or topics you want us to talk about, email us at are you listening? Email us at pluginlight at gmail.com. One more time. That is pluginlight at gmail.com. Also feel free to leave a review. Please do. <laughs> and share this episode with somebody. Really do. Share this share this episode with somebody for real. And because if it fed your soul and brought light to your day, it'll feed somebody else's soul. And you'll just be a part of God's arm, period. So I just want to say thank you so much. God bless. I uh, hope you all have a beautiful day.